Iowa's Hope 940. All right, welcome to the program. Chris Roloff here uh, on Hope 940 with you. In studio, we have Will Graham, the grandson of evangelist Billy Graham. Will, thank you for being on the program. Well, thank you, Chris. Great to be here in Des Moines today. Yeah, so uh, you made the joke. We were talking a little bit before the mics went on. You made the comment that every time you come and visit us, you seem to bring snow and things like that. You were here in January, and we had lots of snow, and you're here now in March, and we had a little bit of snow in March. So what's the deal with that? Well, I'm, I'm a mountain boy. Yeah, uh, I'm from the mountains of North Carolina, and boy, I, I like cold weather. I do not like the heat. So, uh, and I've been in the Quad Cities uh, back in 2009 in summer, and it was miserably hot. And uh, so that's not my type of weather. I'm more the guy that likes cold weather, put a jacket on type stuff. Um, but and so when I came here, both both times I've come here, you guys have had cold weather. So I I feel like this is a you guys are welcoming that way. That's right. And I that's, like our, it. that's our form of hospitality for, for you. For me, Will. It's, well, I love it. I yeah. love it. Everybody we, else may hate it, but I love it. <laughs> we did it absolutely for you. Well, as I mentioned right at the beginning, you're the grandson of a famed evangelist, Billy Graham. So I, we can't get anywhere if we don't start out by asking you about that. What was it like to grow up with Billy Graham as your grandfather? Well, it's interesting. We just, I say we celebrated. We just remembered um, back in February last month that my granddad was his uh, three years ago that he passed away. Wow. And so. You know, uh, people say, "Well, Billy Graham passed away three years ago," and, and which is true, but I see it as he's not—he's never been Billy Graham to me. He's always been my grandfather, and the the name that we called him was uh, Daddy Bill. <clears throat> Daddy Bill, and uh, that was our name for Daddy Bill uh, for my granddad. Was uh, that's our affectionate love name as grandchildren? That's what we called him, and uh, and we miss Daddy Bill uh, a lot. You know, he was my last grandparent. Which is ironic because he was always the sickly one. We thought he'd be the first one to go. He was the last one to go, and uh, at the age of ninety-nine, at that. But um, you know, I, I tell people, people say, "What does it feel like to be Billy Graham's grandson?" And I always tell them, I'm, "I was born as Billy Graham's grandson. I'm going to die as Billy Graham's grandson. I don't know anything different. I don't know life apart from being his grandson." So. This is all normal to me. I know my granddaddy's not normal. I know, I understand that. Um, I know he, and he's well-loved. And I'm so grateful that so many people do love him because it opens up doors for me, things I've never done. Uh, I mean, it's not because these people know me. It's because they know my grandfather. They love my grandfather. And so, therefore, they're kind toward me. They're, you know, hospitable toward me. And they open their doors or whatever for me because of who I'm related to, not because of anything I've done. Um, but because they love my grandfather. And so I, I'm very blessed. Um, my life sometimes, like I call it a fishbowl. Everybody watches, <laughs> and sure? uh, they yeah. don't know you're looking, at, but you're, they're always watching. And uh, But uh, that just comes with it, and there's a lot more blessings than cursings that come as Billy Graham's grandson. Why? Would you would you share a brief family story with us? Yeah, I, well, uh, my grandfather, he, uh, he loved to exercise. He always wanted to stay always moving and going, and so – um, whether it was swimming in the ocean or something like that, um, he would just swim for just float in the ocean, kind of just tread water and uh, to get exercise. But I remember this one time we were at our house, uh, at his house in the mountains of North Carolina. He lives on the side of a mountain. I mean, like, you know, like nobody wants to walk to his house cause it's straight up. <laughs> and, um, so we were hiking, we hiked down, uh, he's got some gates back in the sixties with all the turmoil that was going in the sixties. The FBI, he was getting too many death threats, so the FBI asked that they would put a fence around their property just to help, because they, they can't investigate all these threats he was getting. So 
they put up a, a, a fence around their house uh, up in the mountains, which is pretty unusual for our area because that was unheard of. Um, and so we would hike down to the fence and back, which is about a, a third of a mile or maybe a half a mile at most. And so, but it's straight up and down. So we would <laughs> hike and uh, he had a cat. Now, I know you like cats too. Do, I like cats. Yes. And so he had this cat and this cat would follow him like a dog Aww. with the two German shepherds beside him. And so they all three would walk down there and I'd be walking with my granddaddy. And it's interesting because as we get down to the last 50 yards, it was a straight shot to the gate where the cat would just stop. And, uh, cause he said, I can see the gate. He's just going to turn around and come back. So that cat would just stop the last 50 yards, watch my granddaddy go down there, touch the gate and come back up the hill. And then the cat would start walking with him again. <laughs> cat didn't want to go that last 50 yards, but, uh, my granddaddy always had a unique, uh, kind of, I call it like a Noah complex. And what I mean by that is that when God gave Noah favor with animals, the animals came to Noah, the Bible says. And so I believe that, uh, and my granddaddy was the same way. Animals loved my granddaddy. They knew who their master was, even though he was never there. Uh, these German shepherds were trained, and uh, they would stand beside him, wow. like, you know, watching over him. And uh, he loved animals, but uh, uh, he, 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 I enjoyed those walks with my granddaddy. We, ne we never talked. We didn't need to talk. It was just grandson with grandfather and walking together. And, I mean, we would talk, I mean, but... It was about nothing, really. It was just grandfather and grandson. Yeah. This has been a great time. I, you know, listening to you, Will, uh, talk about your grandfather, Billy Graham, and how you, um, I'm going to use this phrase, guilty by association. You kind of you kind of carry that mantle with you. There, there's gospel uh, correlations there, right? As, as believers in Christ, we've been adopted uh, into the family of Christ, mm -hmm. which means wherever we go, we are ambassadors of Christ. That's a, that's a big thing for every one of us as Christians to carry. You obviously carry it uh, as a mantle uh, with your grandfather, mm -hmm. Billy Graham. So thinking about the gospel, obviously, I, I assume you grew up in a Christian home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's is, hope so. Is that weird to say, you know, but um, so obviously at some point, though, the gospel meant something to you beyond just the environment that you it, grew up in. It was. And uh, I did grow up in a Christian home. My mom and dad were both believers. Um, I'm the oldest. I'm their firstborn I'm up from my mom and dad. And um, and I'm, I'm actually Billy Graham's name, namesake. So, okay. and, I, and I passed it on to my son. So my job's done. He's William. I'm William Franklin Graham the fourth. Franklin Graham is William Franklin Graham the third. Billy's William Franklin Graham Jr., his nickname's Billy. My son's William Franklin Graham the fifth. Um, we call him Quinn. Quinn means five. Nice. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of us running around. But, um, but you know, for me, um, for for my salvation, it was uh, for me personally. I remember when my dad, I was, I was wanting communion. We were having a communion Sunday, and it was the first time for me to be in grown up church. I've always went to children's church. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm five years old, about to turn six years old. It was in January, about the time your snowstorm hit. <laughs> and um, and I and I remember going to grown up church, and but it happened to be Communion Sunday, and I was like, oh man, I like I like grown up church because I was kind of depressed because I like having the little vanilla wafers and we had some grape <laughs> juice that we would get every Sunday. Well, now I'm not getting that. Now I got to go sit there and be like an adult and just sit there in the church. But man, they had they had big loaves of bread up there and, you know, little juice cups. And I was like, man, I like, I like this. 
And I noticed as it was going around, everybody was taking like a pinch of the bread. I was like, I ain't gonna take no pinch. I'm gonna get me a, I'm gonna get me a chunk of bread when that thing comes around. And um, when it came around, I stuck out my hand to grab it, and my dad slapped my hand. Not 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 in a bad way. It was just sure. like no son, uh. Uh-uh. And he just kind of touched my hand like, mm. and I was afraid. I was thinking he's afraid I'm gonna drop it on, the grape juice on the carpet. Yeah, because we were in the carpeted church, upstairs church and uh, small little church, and uh, I didn't think much of it to be honest. And, uh, and the reason my dad didn't let me have it, and I didn't know this at the time, is because I didn't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I never asked him to, to come into my life. So that, after lunch, dad took me up to my room, and my father told me why I couldn't have communion, because I didn't know Jesus. I believed in Jesus, I mean, you know, but I never asked him to come into my life. I'd gone to church. Did I believe in Jesus? Yes. I mean, was I a pretty good kid? Yes. I mean, I'm six years old basically (laughs) it's not like i was a real bad kid yeah um but i knew i wasn't a good kid all the time i knew i'd done bad things um so my dad would help me remind me of those bad things i'd done (laughs) you know stealing i stole a knife from my neighbor um and i did this stuff um and i said you know I, i want jesus to come into my life to forgive me of these things and i want to be with him forever so it's just as a almost a six year old uh, January 11th, uh, 1981, I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, my dad led me to Christ. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, that dad loved me so much that he explained the gospel to me and yeah. and I accepted it. And that's become now, uh, Will, that's become your, your calling now to proclaim that good news uh, all over. How, it is. How has that come about? That, well, that's, uh, I always felt like um, early in life, Prior when I was around 13, 14, uh, I felt the call of God in my life. Now, I didn't know what that meant fully. I didn't understand exactly what I was going to be doing. So, uh, matter of fact, it probably wasn't. Um, I went to seminary. I went to, I went to Liberty University for my undergrad, studied the Bible, studied business. Um, I went to seminary because I still didn't know what God exactly wanted me to do. I knew I was supposed to be in ministry. Uh, I thought it would be helping my father at Samaritan's Purse. Uh, Franklin Graham helped you know work at Samaritan's Purse, I, but I just didn't know. And then God led me to a church, and I, the last thing I wanted to be was a pastor. I mean, who wants to be a pastor? Nobody. Nobody. I mean, right you're underpaid, work every day. Yeah. No one appreciates what you do. Uh, they bring you all your problems, you know, all their problems, and dump them on you. Always like, on the clock. Yeah, and I was like, I don't, and I didn't feel called to be a pastor. But all of a sudden, God kind of threw me into the pastorate. Almost kind of tricked me. <laughs> and I'm glad he did because I didn't want that, but I loved it. And it, it helped me to start to to work with people and work with the church, you know, understand the church better and uh, and to preach the gospel. That's where I got my preaching down and, and learned to preach better. And um, it was during that time that God really worked in my life. And then later on, I started doing some evangelistic things. And I realized this is what God was, he had used the church to prepare me. To give a heart for you know to help me to understand the local church so i can work with the local church now um and so i can speak to pastors now better uh, so god had done a lot of preparing me in that little church uh, years ago to help me and i still miss the church i mean i tell god if god if you ever call me away from this let me go back to the church because i <laughs> i miss the church a lot because i miss preaching every sunday oh sure and, yeah uh, so i love it well and, and you've been then uniquely called and, and gifted to do this new thing that we've got coming up here in October, which is Iowa Celebration. 
which is, uh, well, I'm going to try to explain it, and that would be foolish. I've got the guy who understands mm-hmm. it better than anybody in front of me, so well, Will, tell us about it. Yeah, we have a what we call a Will Graham Iowa celebration uh, coming here on October 1, 2, and 3 of this year. And, so, and that's what brings me here. We're getting things ready for it. I mean, this is not something we just show up and throw together. This is a year's worth of work yeah. coming into here. And we have people that are working here full-time, uh, working in the community of Des Moines to bring this to, to fruition. But I tell people, you know, well, well, what's a Will Graham celebration? I was like, well, do you remember Billy Graham Crusades? Almost everybody will remember a Billy Graham Crusade, yeah. whether it was on television or been there in person. And a lot of them have stories of going there. I tell people it's the exact same thing. I used to say the only difference is, is the color of the hair of the preacher. <laughs> but I'm... I'm 46 years old now, and working for my father brought me a lot of gray hair quick and changed real quick. I, just, I mean, I'm just looking at pictures of me like, oh, this was just 10 years ago. And look at my hair. It was so dark, and I was so skinny. What happened? You know, it's like working for dad does this. And um, and so we got a lot of work going on, but it's just like a Billy Graham crusade. Um, I get up, and I preach. We have some great music. Um, well, and the only difference is we don't use choirs anymore. Okay. Uh, most churches are going away from choirs. It's hard to find people that know choir type music. Not all churches, but I mean, we're more band driven. Right. Our our generation is so we use different Christian bands, and they're committed to sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They partner with us in this, and uh, so we have some great bands that are becoming with us here to Des Moines. Top, I mean, top notch bands. And uh, some of the best in the country are going to be coming here. And so now it's all family friendly. We try to have all different types of music. So, we, you know, you can kind of pick a night that maybe, hey, I like that type. I'll go to that. Or that's my type of artist. And you say, well, I'll, I'll skip the loud stuff. But there's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of young people, including, well, including myself, um, not young, but I like it. You know, we like some of the louder stuff. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going deaf, so I need it louder now, <laughs> ironically. But um, But we'll have some great music. But then I'm going to get up and preach from God's word for a few minutes, and then I'm going to invite people to make a decision, just like my granddaddy did. And I'm going to invite people to make a decision right there in front of their friends, and they're going to have to come forward in front of everybody, and uh, we're going to talk to them, we're going to counsel them, and pray with them, encourage them, and and help them to start growing in this new walk with Jesus Christ. So uh, that's what we're going to be doing, and we're going to follow up. So once it's over, we're still here in your community following up we want to make sure everyone that comes is followed up in the local church so we pass them off to the local church and say all right and that's why we're training churches right now on how to accept these people when i say accept them and start to help them to grow you know have some new member classes you know kind of the doctrines you know what's the basic doctrine of a church help them to grow in that and to learn and so uh, what it means to be a believer so we got a lot of work ahead coming and then even afterwards yeah and you're doing that now as you mentioned uh will graham is our guest here on the program uh will graham iowa celebration coming up in october but you've got a lot of events between now and then Mm -hmm. that are going to engage the church and give the church opportunity to uh, learn about what you're doing and how they can be involved uh just kind of could you give us a quick couple of some of those yeah um the first one we did was kind of like a launch event it's kind of like what we call the official kickoff and that was back in january when it snowmageddon hit yeah you know um and uh, and i loved it uh, and we were in the um the hoyt auditorium or yeah hoyt sherman yeah. yeah hoyt man what a gorgeous place and that was a place that my granddad would preach in in the in the 40s and the 50s for youth for christ 
a long time ago. So it's kind of neat to be in the same building. I was like, now this is one cool looking building. But <laughs> we had a kickoff right there, and it was a great time. And uh, we've been working ever since then, but now we have another big community event going on. And that's what actually brings me to Des Moines this week. And it's going to be here tonight at Grace Church on uh, on East 25th Street. Uh, I, got, I think it's right off the interstate, uh, you yep, told you me. can't miss it. Can't miss it. So that's right. That's where it is. And uh, and it's really, it's, it's open for everyone, to be honest. It's, it's not any particular group it's not just for their church it's actually for the community there that church was just gracious enough and large enough to say hey we'll help host this because we're a part of this as well and so i'm gonna get up we're gonna have the afters there or at least two of the guy the two main main uh josh and matt the main guys from the afters they're gonna be sharing in music and then i'm gonna and we'll have different people talk about the celebration what's going on some of the different things coming down the road uh, then i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna encourage the local church so it's for pastors, it's for church people, it's for church people that are involved in the local church, you know, maybe as lay leaders and stuff. It's for everybody. And I'm just going to come here and encourage the church for the work that's uh, coming down in front of them to encourage them in that. And uh, we're going to have a time of prayer. We're going to be praying for this community. That's the most important thing that we can do. And so that's what brings me this uh, here this week uh, to Des Moines. But then we'll have a few other things, student events and other things going on. Uh, all leading up to October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, which is the the actual celebration. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fantastic. Well, Will, thank you so much for your time. Will Graham has been with us uh, talking about all that God has done in his life and, of course, the upcoming event, the uh, Will Graham's Iowa Celebration on October 1, 2, and 3. I love how you say that. Will, thank you so much for being on the program. Well, thank you, guys. God bless.